1: country with your host Dave Woods this
2: is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal spend some time in the country and get to know our guests spend some time in
0: the country when the music's the best the latest news and memories
1: to great stories that get told so easy to acquire Only you could ever measure up to my desire Baby you gave up on me just a little bit too soon Left me here for lonely Howling at the moon All I need
2: My great pleasure to welcome country artist John Barry to the show. Wow, it's going to be an awesome time talking with him and sharing some of his past hits and some brand new music. We actually have some stuff to debut on the show you are going to love. John was signed by Capitol Records in 1992, and he went on to have a long list of hits, including Your Love Amazes Me, She's Taken a Shine, Standing on the Edge of Goodbye, You and Only You, and that's to name just a few. We'll get into some of those songs and and the stories behind them. And uh, my pleasure now to welcome John Barry. Hey, John. How are you doing? I am doing terrific. This is great. Uh, I was a fan of yours. I still am a fan of yours, but I became one back when all these songs started to come out with Your Love Amazes Me and a couple before that that hit country radio. And you, you've you just got one of those voices that uh, is just an incredible voice. It's a beautiful voice.
3: Well, thank you. That's very nice. I I feel fortunate that I get to record songs that I love to sing and, and uh, some of those that you mentioned. Boy, I, I sure love singing those every time I go out to play.
2: Your songs, the ballads, John, are ones I know that couples have. You know, the songs have become their love songs, their wedding songs. From from your love amazes me to, to to many of your others. What is that like when you've heard those stories from fans that the songs have become that meaningful to them? It's pretty incredible. I mean,
3: you know, to 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 think that you know when, when people tell me that they've that they've dated to my songs, and that those you know that that uh, when they got engaged that, that one of my songs was you know the the guy puts the song on the back, in the background and plays the song and 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 that's their song, and he proposes while that song's playing I mean it's just pretty cool mm-hmm. that, but because that, that's a pretty intimate moment and and for them to select one of my songs to to help make that even more so. That's just that's really pretty pretty incredible.
2: Would we uh, when we head back in time to 1992 and you were signed by Capitol Records? You know, at the at the start of that album, were you listening to a ton of songs to find the ones that that fit your sound and that you thought these are going to be John Barry songs? Well,
3: I was still trying to figure out what I was doing, <laughs> even though I've been making records on my own for a long time. You know, it was just it was a kind of a brand new world, and and uh, we just happened to find a, a you know. Chuck Jones had a number of songs on that record, maybe five uh, that he had written. Chuck's a wonderful song. He wrote "Your Love Amazes Me" and "You and Only You," and just a great writer. And um, we, m- matter of fact, I, I joke often that we that we should have formed a duo and called it Chuck Barry, but I don't <laughs> know if country music I don't know if country music was really ready for that. So, but we, uh, uh, but Chuck, uh, you know, just really. His songs just fit my voice, you know, and and um, uh, it worked out really well for that first record and the second record. We had some Chuck songs on the second record as well, and uh, so so we we just sort of have tried to extend that and and also grow go, grow along with that sound as we've moved on, you know
2: when When your love amazes me was released john and you know it started to get attention and started to climb the charts what was that time like for you knowing that you know the work that you had done prior to that and the albums and and learning guitar so early in life what was that moment like when it was starting to materialize now you know
3: it's it's the sad truth is, is i have no idea um i got sick i didn't know i was sick um I had some pretty serious health issues. I just thought I had a headache. And because um, Your Love Amazing Me came out uh late winter, or, you know, kind of, I guess, yeah, late winter of 94. Mm-hmm. And it, starting in February of 94, I started having, well, actually, it's, it, Christmas of 93, these little headaches started. And uh by February of 94... Uh, the headaches were pretty intense, and I was changing personality wise and I was doing a lot of advil um <laughs> about as much advil as one human can consume in a day and oh uh God. trying to get trying to get rid of this headache that would not go away and uh matter of fact, I had brain surgery that what I had is it ends up there was a keloid cyst in the third ventricle of my brain about the size of the end of your pinky you know not very large but when mm-hmm. you can put it in the middle of your, you know but the, where it was it had blocked the fluid draining down the spinal column which caused a backup of fluid around the brain and caused a severe lack, lack of uh appetite and severe personality change and of course headaches so so i just kind of turned into somebody else for a while there and And, um, I put my wife Robin through some very difficult times. Uh, it, it, the last, uh, trimester of a pregnancy with our son, Sean. And, uh, it was, it was tough. And, uh, but the great thing about it, of course, the day that song was number one song, May 10th of 1994, I had brain surgery that morning. Came out of the surgery. I woke up and I was me again. And, uh, uh the good news is is that my wife Robin stuck with me through all of that. And uh she decided that um the, her love for me was not a feeling, it was a decision she had made. And uh she stuck by that decision. So and I'm glad she did.
2: <laughs> it, that's 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 incredible what what you went through and uh just amazing. I guess you appreciate things a lot more uh, having gone through that and survived. Oh,
3: sure you do. You know, you you, you wake up every day and go, wow. Uh, you know, the alternatives could have been a lot worse. You know, yeah. uh, So very fortunate. But you know, the, back to the original question, uh, or the, the, you know, do what was going on that whole time? I, I mm-hmm. would give. I, I that's probably some of my biggest regret. Um, of course, there's nothing I could do about it. When I had, uh, your, when Your Love Amazement was the number one song, I had brain surgery, and when She's Taking a Shine was the number one song, I had vocal cord surgery. So two times that I had these these big hit songs, oh. I couldn't go out there and help perpetuate the, the thing that goes on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, when a song is successful, you want to get out there and you want to drive the train on it. And w sure. I, I didn't have, I didn't have the opportunity to do that and and um just just one of those things. It's just just the way it that's the way the big wheel spun. So
2: <laughs> Well I'm glad that the, you know those stories ended on a good note. Uh and you're you know You've got those great songs for us still to listen to, and of course, uh, the new album that uh, that I mentioned. We're going to play some songs from it. Your your performances, I know, John. When you perform, we mentioned the songs have touched so many lives. When you're performing and looking out in the audience, what what are those moments like for you being on stage?
3: First off, I'm amazed that people show up, you know, all these years later, to for me to come and sing these songs for them, and I, it, it really? thrills me. And I, I, and then of course I, I hope that they will enjoy the new music that that I've been working on and and that I have to share with them and of course that's uh, we try to make use of those moments to uh, to share that new music with them as well and and uh, but it's pretty just it's pretty amazing when you know you, you think of all the entertainment choices people have of course these days they so many folks you don't even have to leave the house for great entertainment uh, but the mm-hmm. fact that folks will. We'll, we'll leave the house and 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 buy tickets and the amount of money it, it takes to go to dinner and and all those things that, that kind of all ties together when putting it you know when you take your wife out to a show or whatever you might happen to do it, it, it it's, it's amazing that there they are uh, coming out to see me and I'm I'm grateful very.
2: Back in the day, in the nineties, when the hits were out, John and you were touring extensively and making friends in uh, the country music world. Are there other are artists from back then you have some great memories of? Ones you opened for, or they opened for you?
3: Uh, well, I you know I was on the road with um, with Reba for a long time. I was the opening act yeah. on the show, and what a great time that was! And uh, and she was just as genuine a person as you might think she is um she's wonderful mm-hmm. and her whole organization is just top notch from her to her band her crew bus drivers everybody just as first rate as they come and that was a great tour to be a part of and and I haven't I haven't seen her uh, really much in years and I was having lunch at a, a place um, with some friends, uh, just not far from where we live outside of Nashville. And this friend of the friend of mine I was having lunch with, he said that, that lady over there on the other side of the restaurant is trying to get your attention. <laughs> and I, I kind of look over there, and it's Reba. <laughs> and she, and she <laughs> waves, she hops up, and comes over to my table to say hello. And and it was just just over the top. She's just so sweet and just a very genuine genuine person. And uh so that was a, it was a great tour to especially as a young artist it was a great tour to be a part of. So so you can see that how you treat people matters. Cuz I've been mm-hmm. on other tours with big opening act with with big headliners who were not so nice. And I remember them too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: And <laughs> and and I rem- and I remember that I would never treat anybody like that that opens for me and and I, I hope anyone who ever has, has ever opened for me that they've been treated well and that my crew's taking good care of them because that kinda of stuff's important. And that's that's just one of those things I learned from mm-hmm. being on that show with, with Reva McIntyre. She was just a great example of how to run a professional ship.
2: And shows in Ontario uh, and Canada, but Ontario specifically, where we're broadcasting out of. I know that uh, you've been up here and, and performed some shows.
3: Oh, wow, yeah. And great shows. We've had great audiences. Um, I think that at one point, um, I did a tour across the country, uh, across Canada, with um, uh I, I did it a couple of times, but my first one was with Michelle Wright, and nice. we did forty-three stops. And some of those stops were in small towns, and the biggest building they had was an ice skating hockey rink.
2: <laughs> and
3: that, and they, they would cover the ice with plywood. Right, and we and we do the shows in there, and it was awesome. Michelle was awesome. We had such... She, I know she's a national treasure for you folks, and, and rightly so. She said. sure is. And yeah. Yeah, and we just had a great time uh, doing those shows together with her, and that afforded me uh, a, a, another year later or two years later, I came back, and uh, Martina McBride and I did about 25 or 30 shows, a lot of those same markets. And and uh, let me see. Then we came back and did a tour. across, And, and on the Martina show... Oh, his name just went right on my head. He's, he's he's one of your native sons there from the Road Hammers.
2: Jason McCoy.
3: Jason McCoy was on the show.
2: What awesome. a great guy.
3: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And oh. uh Jason is awesome and a uh, talented yeah. talented guy. Great guitar player. Yeah. And um uh, and then we did a show uh, uh uh came across and did about the same number of cities with Dina Carter. And, right. and uh, her her band and our band were good friends, and that was a lot of fun. And One Horse Blue opened the show for us, the lo- local group in Canada, and just a great bunch sure. of folks there. Great band and just good people, and that was a lot of fun. <sighs> and so so, so my, my touring days in Canada, um, which I certainly hope aren't over. I hope somebody will call and invite me back. Um,
2: mm-hmm. That would be have, awesome. I
3: have great, great fond memories. Of touring in Canada with great artists and having great audiences that were just so in tune with coming and sitting in these either a theater or in a hockey rink that's covered with plywood <laughs> and really being attentive to the music yeah. that they enjoyed and and whether it was me or Martina or or or, Reva or whoever it was it was just great to see an audience. They just love the music so much, and uh, it was very cool to see. Well,
2: let's turn to some music now. We've got uh, several songs to feature, some past hits and some new stuff coming up a bit later in the show. John, let's uh, play She's Taken a Shine now from the Faces CD. In fact, I was driving around in my car today listening to that uh, that again with I Give My Heart and Faithfully and uh, some other great songs, including the one we're about to play, She's Taken a Shine, written by Greg Barnhill and Richard Bach. What can you tell me about uh, first hearing this song, John, and deciding this is one you had to record?
3: Well, you know, when I was cutting the, that record, I, uh, my kids were real young, and and and, ki- and and songs. I was just really cautious about the songs I recorded because I knew my kids were going to learn every word, probably quicker than right. I did. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so the the and, and so what's what I call the minivan test is, if I couldn't play it in the minivan, because I knew my kids were going to learn it, and and everybody listening, your kids are going to learn it too. They may not think so, but they do. And and mm-hmm. uh, what goes in is what comes out. So, uh, I-, I was just real cautious about the kind of music that I would record, and I still am. And uh, and when I heard that song, it was just such, just a great message. Not not just a great message, but it's just a great feel of a song. And. Uh, and 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 then just to, to back that feel up with a great message as well, it was just just a perfect up tempo song for me to do. And and uh, we we opened the show with that song for years. We still do it in the set. Uh, we some we open with it sometimes, but it's it's been a show opener for a long
2: time. It's a great song. Let's hear it now from my guest John Barry. This is She's Taken a Shine on in the Country. <laughs> That is John Barry. She's taken a shine from his Faces CD. Uh, You can find that song at iTunes, of course. A great, uh, great song featured in his concerts. And, of course, you've got the great up-tempo songs like that and these great ballads. And, in fact, uh, you've got a a CD called I Give My Heart. And talk about a great album of, of love songs. Now, these are some of your own love songs, John, but some classic songs as well, including If... Time in a Bottle, Love, Look What You've Done to Me. I mean, those are some of my favorite love songs from back in the day. Tell me about putting together that album. Well, I just really have I've always been a huge fan of the Willie Nelson Stardust record.
3: And and if if some of your listeners are not familiar with that record, check it out. It's a wonderful collection of songs, mostly old standards uh from the 40s and 50s and and uh just, you know, like All of Me and and Moonlight in Vermont, and these just great songs. And I wanted to, I always wanted to do something in that same kind of vein, but I wanted to do songs that were popular when I was growing up. And, um, so I I selected these songs that I had listened to all my life, you know, and and tried to put my own little thing to them, not make them sound like my, uh, my heroes had done them, do them Mm -hmm. a little different. And, uh, and it came, and then we included some songs of mine that I had uh, previously recorded. Of course, you know, like Your Love Amazes Me, and and uh, things like that.
2: Yeah, you even uh, you even tackled the song, uh, the classic song, Lady, and you put your own spin on it, and it and it suits your voice so well.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Lionel Richie wrote that. Of course, Kenny Rogers made it famous, and and uh, it was great to be able to record a piece of music that. It's just, I mean, one of my favorites growing up, you know, I always loved to hear Kenny and, you know, no, nobody seems mm-hmm. like Kenny. Kenny's got just a great voice and just love his voice and uh, but it was nice too. to be able to cut that one and include it. And uh, one of my favorites on that record was a, a, a song that was uh, made famous by a Canadian artist, um, uh, Gino Vanelli. And uh, who...
2: Is I just want to stop.
3: Uh, I just want to stop. Yeah, he's over from Montreal and and uh okay. it's funny, his his brother, uh, who produced his records, wrote that song. And um we mailed out royalty checks, of course, when we when we um when we recorded the record and we manufactured we sent out checks to all the song writers and publishers and uh right. like you're supposed to do. And uh I got a I got a phone call from Gino's brother. <laughs> And 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 he just he called to thank me for uh, sending the check. I, 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 he left a voicemail for us. We called him back, of course. We just left a voicemail. He said, "I just wanted to thank you so much for." He said, "So many times people record our songs and they don't send us the royalties, you know." And and he said, "It was yeah. just really nice, and we appreciate that." And and uh, but that was just a great great phone call to get. I was just tickled as I could be. <laughs>
2: What a what a great story! And I mean that album. I give my heart again. It's available at iTunes and great great songs in there for Valentine's Day if you want to have some background music or, or any time of the any time of the year. Uh, and there's a great song in there a great song for proposing called "Will You Marry Me?" and that's that's a beautiful song and just write for for one of those occasions.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote that um, with my old piano player John Hall and uh, David Lee Murphy. Uh, some of you might remember D- uh, Dust on the Bottle, and we put that song together and uh, called Will You Marry Me, and and uh, it's been used uh, at my concerts lots of times. I get requests for that song. Or <laughs> a gentleman might send a, an email or a letter or something and say, hey, yeah, we're going to come see you at such and such a show, and uh sure would like to, uh, if you'd play that song, uh, I'd like to propose to my girlfriend uh, during the concert. So <laughs> we get that a lot.
2: <laughs> very cool so you've had you've had john some proposals during your shows
3: oh lots of them yeah and a matter of fact this year we we you know you know i do a christmas tour every year and uh this this past year of course was our 19th year doing the tour and there's one theater in particular that we have done all 19 years in macon georgia the grand opera house in macon and there is um several families but one in particular a family that has been coming to see us for 19 years, and their daughters were four and six when they started coming, and of course now they're in their twenties. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the girls got engaged. She didn't know she was getting engaged that night, oh. but one of the girls got engaged to, uh, to "Will You Marry Me," and uh, so that was oh. pretty cool to ha- you oh. know, having having them having been to come and see us for almost 20 years, and then to uh, be a part of uh, such a special moment in their lives. That was very cool.
2: Uh, John, let's turn to another one of your big hits, your very first one. We've talked about it, Your Love Amazes Me. People remember it to this day, of course, written by Amanda Hunt-Taylor and Chuck Jones, as you said, has written a bunch of songs for you and great love songs. Uh, Before we play it again, maybe just your your thoughts again on this song and the impact it's had uh, on your career.
3: Well, the first time I heard it, it was on a demo reel of Chuck's. So there were 10 or 12 songs on there, and the first time I heard it, I said, well, yeah, I'll take that one, thank <laughs> you very much.
0: And they said, well,
3: the issue, Tanya Tucker actually has it on hold. She has it on hold for her next CD. And so if somebody's, if another artist has the song on hold, you have to either wait for them to finish their project, and if the song's not on there, you can get it, but if the other person mm-hmm. has a hold and they re- they put it out first then they've got it you know so uh mm-hmm. but, but she was on Capitol Records the same label I was on and um she turned her record in a few weeks later and that song was not on it so I feel fortunate that I got it and got to sing that song it was because it, it's, it's been a career record for me and, and uh, it's one of my most well-known songs and uh, a number of years ago we had a special moment in Canada I'm 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 trying to think what city we were in but I got a letter from these two moms these two ladies and one mm-hmm. of them had a son and the other one had a daughter and they had they were in their 30s the kids were in their 30s and they thought that they would never find each other mm-hmm. and but they you know they finally did and they they were getting married soon and your love amazes me was their song, and they were coming to our show, uh, a, a few weeks after I got this letter. And she just asked right. if I could acknowledge them. And yeah. I so at the show, I I, I told everyone the story, and I found this couple, and 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 all their families were there together. Uh, the girls, oh. all her family, and the g- gentleman, all his family, and uh, and I I told him, I said, you know. I know you guys are getting married in a few weeks and I, I obviously I'm not going to be able to be here but if you guys would come up and 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 if you would have a dance we'd like to do Your Love Amazes Me for the two of you and you guys have have your wedding dance even though it's not actually at your wedding. <laughs> so wow. it was very cool to you know to have a song like that that obviously ah. meant so much to these two and and also to you know obviously the moms knew that it was their song and
2: so that was very cool. Mm. That's a great story, John, and man, what what a great song. Let's hear it now. It's John Barry and Your Love Amazes Me here on in the country.
1: sunset that make you cry, and colors of a rainbow reaching across the sky, the moon in all its phases.
2: And that is country artist John Barry. One of his big hits, his very first one, in fact, called Your Love Amazes Me. You'll find that at iTunes along with all of his other songs. Be sure to head there and check those out. Head to YouTube as well. For the videos, John, did you have a great time shooting videos over the years? I I don't find a lot of joy in cutting
3: videos. Um, (laughs) It's it's these little vignettes. You shoot these little scenes, you know. And they shoot them over and over and over, and it's so time consuming, and and the hair and the makeup people and and all that stuff. It's just, and, and I'm just kind of impatient, you know. And um, <laughs> so I'm like, you, you want to shoot it again? You mean you you didn't you didn't get it one of the other thirty times we shot? It? <laughs> but but uh, but but it ends up being fun when you see it back, and you kind of forget about all the all the. Uh, how much was involved in putting it together, you know? But but it c- sure. it can be kind of a stressful day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you had a chance to record with Patty Loveless and Wynonna. Uh, what is it like for you singing a duet? Is that a, is that a great experience to have your voice paired with another female artist's voice? Well, it is
3: it is fun to get to do that, and um, uh, my, my I had always you know uh, always had wanted to do something with Wynonna. And um, man, that was really something to get to to sing with her. Uh, we did a song together called "We Can't Unmake Love," and it was actually mm-hmm. supposed to be re- be included on a record of mine. Um, and that ne- that record never came out. And uh, but she actually included it on her record called "The Other Side." And um, so I'm glad that she included it, because otherwise folks would have never heard it.
2: It's a beautiful song, and uh, that's, of course, available at iTunes. Uh, yeah, your voices go really well together.
3: Yeah, there's a very um, sibling-sounding thing. Um, you know, have you ever heard brothers and sisters sing together? There's this texture mm-hmm. in their voices that, that's yeah. very similar and that's yep. that's the same kind of thing in ours um
2: wow. it was quite
3: remarkable and Do you um, have having a dream? patty lovelace you know ha- having i'm sorry having patty lovelace come in and sing on i know uh, i i will if you will that was mm-hmm. really cool she's man what a great singer she is
2: That's awesome. Uh, I'll let our listeners know, of course, your website is johnberry.com and they can uh, catch up on all kinds of stuff there, learn more about you as well. We're going to get to some brand new music in a a few moments. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming album and and different things around that. But uh, your influences growing up, John, uh, I know you got into music very young and by the time you were 17, you were hooked on it. You knew that music was what you were going to do one way or another. Who are the artists that influenced you and got you excited about music?
3: Oh, gosh. Well, I started playing guitar in the early 70s. And um, singer-songwriters kind of ruled the proverbial roost, you know? And Harry Chapin was such a uh, an influence because he was such a storyteller. And, and I, I guess I learned my rambling from, from Harry.
2: <laughs> and I'm sure James Taylor, he would be uh, in that uh, crowd as well of singer-songwriters?
3: Oh, sure. Yeah, James Taylor. Uh, I think I mentioned Cat Stevens. Um, Jackson Brown, and, of course, bands like the Eagles that wrote their own music and and that, that whole 70s kind of thing and that that acoustic-oriented kind of stuff, even though the Eagles got a little more rock as they went on. When they started off, they were very acoustic-oriented.
2: Do you remember uh, one of your earliest times on stages at all and just that feeling you felt whether there was nervousness or maybe you got confidence?
3: I guess I just... Uh... Really got hooked on it in high school. I changed high schools. I I started high school with uh, the kids I went to elementary school with, and 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 then over our Thanksgiving break we moved to another part of the town, and I had to change schools. So I didn't. I I wasn't a real involved kid, and so I I ended up. I guess I just sort of being alienated myself, I, I guess. You know, I was just real introverted. and, and But I, I right. ended up really spending a lot of time playing guitar and and learning how to write songs and that sort of stuff. But then it ended up becoming a way for me to be involved at school because people liked my music. And uh, and so I think, mm-hmm. and I sang at one of the high school assemblies and got a great response. And that was just, it was very encouraging. And uh, so it kind of went from there. If I could make days last
1: forever If words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure in there Again, I would spend them with you But there never seems to be enough time To do the things you want to do I've flipped around enough to know you're
2: the one I want to go through time with. The new album, what I love the most, is the title of it. 10 great new songs on it. We're going to play a couple of them here on the show and get uh, some stories behind them. But first of all, tell me about putting together this album. How long has this one been in the works for you? I started writing for it about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and
3: started looking for songs. And uh, I got fortunate uh, to write with Rich Fagan, and b- Brian Mabry, and we wrote four of the songs, no, three of the songs together. And then I wrote a couple of others with a couple of other writers. And uh, it was just a great time. I, I mean, I had a great time writing these these five songs. We I, I wrote a few more than that, but, but we ended up selecting five that I was co-writer on and then five that some other friends had written. And uh, just found some wonderful pieces of music that, that uh, I was not writer on that uh, I just felt really... Neil Thrasher wrote a couple of them and Neil has written a lot of songs that folks hear on the radio. So,
2: mm-hmm. And
3: uh, it was really cool to be able to, to write with him. I mean, to, to use some... I have not had a chance to write with him, but to use some of his songs, it was really cool.
2: Let's uh, start with one of the songs... From this album, we'll talk more about it, John, but uh, the first one we'll play is called She's Mine, and what can you tell me about this song?
3: Uh, this is one of Neil's. Um, just got a great vibe about it, great feel about it, and uh, just some really cool sounding guitars on this on this particular track.
2: And I understand uh, that the couple songs we're playing from the album, we're, we're kind of debuting a few of these. We know the album isn't out, but these, these are also songs people are going to be hearing for the first time.
3: Oh, yeah, this album's not been released yet. We um, uh, we do have a few copies that are floating around out there. We had it on our Christmas tour with us this year as a merchandise piece, and uh, we did a bunch of the songs in concert. Um, but, you know, in, in the great scheme of things, um, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of copies out there. So um, uh, we're we're working on a, a record deal with a major label now for distribution on this uh, project, and uh, hopefully we'll have that all in place and have the album
2: out in uh, just a couple of months. That is great. The album called What I Love the Most. Let's hear the song we've just been talking about. This is called She's Mine on In the Country.
1: A safe place to go when she's mine
2: Country artist John Barry, be sure to head to johnbarry.com and, of course, iTunes uh, to get to many of his great songs. That's a brand-new one called She's Mine from a new album that will be coming out sometime this year. Got another song from that album coming up in just a few moments, kind of a debut, and it's a beautiful love song. Let's talk about Nashville, John. I know that it's played uh, an important part not only in your career but in your life.
3: Well, yeah, we we live here, and we haven't lived here long, just uh, the past... uh couple of years and uh it's been great being here and being in nashville um it's, it's helped my writing i'm a, you know like i said i i i wrote uh five songs for this new album and and i've written i don't know how many songs um uh, since we've moved here i've written more songs in the past 18 months two years that we've lived here whatever it is uh, than i've written in the past 10 or 12 years so it's wow. been a, it's been a great move uh musically but it's been a great move personally just for our family and and we've enjoyed it we we've, we've uh, bought a little house just outside of town and and uh, a little, little small town just north of town and and um uh we we really love it here it's uh, it's been a good move yeah my, my oh, son wow. Kalen's a drummer and uh, he he plays drums for us but he's also uh starting to pick up some sessions and and uh, doing some other work around town
2: and he's got another artist that he's going to start playing with
3: and so
2: uh, it's
3: going to be good for him.
2: That's awesome to hear that the music is being passed down. The Grand Ole Opry, tell me about that, uh, John, and, and some of your appearances there, and just sort of the feeling you get when you play the Opry.
3: Oh, the Grand Ole Opry is just it's just really remarkable.
2: Um,
3: I, I know um, I'm sure some of your listeners have have been to the Opry before, but I'm sure a lot of them have not. And uh, uh, if you ever make it to town, you got to go. you you just got to go and (laughs) there's just something about it. And, uh, matter of fact, I played the 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 Ryman just a a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were having, you know, they had it at the Ryman auditorium for the winter Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's where it's at now for the winter time. Right. And, uh, the Ryman's just, just a remarkable space. And just, and we really had a great time there and, 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 just the whole vibe of being there, and it's always a real treat when we've got a band member that they're playing the Ryman for. They're playing the Opry with us for the first time, so that's always a real treat for for us to share that with them. And and uh, but it's, there's there's something really cool about standing in the circle, you know. And mm-hmm. there, there's mm-hmm. a circle on the stage. As a Matter of fact, at the Grand Ole Opry House. There is a, literally a circle on the front center stage that is, uh, it was taken out of the Ryman Auditorium. And when they built the new opera house, they put that circle in from the wooden floor from the Ryman in the new opera house. So of course, the, the, the opera house is 25 years old, but the Ryman, mm-hmm. of course, was many years before that. And uh, so you literally stand on the circle you're you're standing on the stage of the old Ryman floor when you're at the Opry and but the very first time we played Porter Wagner was who introduced me and mm-hmm. uh, we're standing on the side of the stage and my wife is holding my arm and she says is this real <laughs> and about that time, Porter Wagner says y'all welcome John Berry and I turned to her and I said baby it's real let's go <laughs> Wow, so, but it was it was just really fun. It, it, but it's just it, there's nothing there's nothing quite like uh, playing the Grand Ole Operators. There's, there's lots of theaters and lots of places, but the history and mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the you know the great history of the theater and, and of the opera itself and the, the the singers who have come before us uh, and the love that they've had for the music and 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 the the Opry fans, the country music fans that come and uh and to experience uh mm-hmm. the Grand Ole Opry and the music of the Grand Ole Opry. There's just, just nothing quite like that.
2: At your shows you mentioned your band, John. Do you do shows either separately or when you have the band, do you do portions that are acoustic so we get to hear just the guitar and just your voice?
3: Uh well I'll I'll usually do a song an acoustic song during the night. Um, uh, d- depending on what the show is, there's there's a, a couple of different shows that we do. There's four different shows that that we do. Uh, there's a show that I do that's just, just me and my guitar. I go on tour sometimes and do a two-week run of just me and my guitar. And then there's what we call our nice. advanced acoustic show, which is me and my wife, Robin, and usually our bass player, Michael, who also plays acoustic. Or um, or our piano player, Neil. And, um, mm-hmm. and so there's that. It's a little more advanced, you know. And then there's the, yeah. the regular band show. And then there's our Christmas tour. And um, uh, we've been doing the Christmas tour for 19 years. This, this coming up season will be our 20th year doing the tour.
2: And you do a version of Oh Holy Night that uh, uh, people are in love with. It's just such a beautiful and powerful version of that song. Oh,
3: thank you. That uh that song I, I have loved singing that song so much and and um I you know, I get I, I get asked to sing it almost every night I'm out doing tour dates. Uh, even during summertime, people somebody will holler oh, it wow. out, you know. Yeah. And uh but but the um that song, you you know the recorded version of that, the the studio version of that, Mm-hmm. song, Oh Holy Night, I recorded on May 10th of 1994. The significance of that is that 30 days before that, I'm sorry, I recorded on June 10th. On May 10th of uh, 30 days prior is when I had brain surgery. Wow. So to be in the studio recording such a beautiful piece of music, it was really an emotional day. And uh, because there was there were times that uh, prior to the surgery, I was convinced that my singing days were over. Um, you know, that I was going to have this brain surgery, and they were going to find more than we bargained for. And you know, I just I just was convinced that it was not going to be a good thing. A uh, little dark side of me, I guess. You know. Yeah. But, well, sure. Know, that's. You know, you would be back in the studio thirty days later recording this beautiful piece of music. It was really an emotional day for me as well as everybody else there because everybody understood the circumstances and Connie Ellisor, the violinist, was her violin kept going out of tune when she was putting her violin parts down, and we couldn't figure out what it was and And Chuck Howard, the producer, across the headphones, he said, "Connie, what's going on with your violin?" And she said, Well, Chuck, I'm in here listening to John sing this beautiful piece of music, knowing that a month ago we were praying that this mm-hmm. brain surgery would go well. And she said, I'm just in wow. tears. And she says, They're rolling down my face and they're falling on my violin and it's making the violin go out of
2: tune. Oh, my God. Emo- that,
3: that's an emotional day. Oh. You know?
2: And uh, That's an understanding. So we-
3: wow. Yeah, so we captured something that day. We you know, we 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 captured this, you know, I've always believed that if you're recording it how if you're recording a fun song like friends in low places, how much fun mm-hmm. do you think Garth is having in the studio the day they cut that right. song? You know? And it, that all yeah. these years later you can play it, and you can still feel it. Yeah. And that's a, that and that's sort of the art of recording is whatever kind of emotion you're trying to convey how much of that emotion mm-hmm. is in the room and can be captured and played on a disc twenty years later, and you can still feel mm-hmm.
2: it
3: so that's uh that thinks that's the magic of that particular recording
2: that's amazing, oh holy night, our listeners have got to check that out uh, as you said, any time of the year, especially at Christmas, but any time to hear that beautiful version uh let 's turn to another new song, a debut from your upcoming album, What I Love the Most. And this is a song called There Could Never Be Another Love. And, John, I suspect this is going to be another one of those songs that's like your love amazes me and that couples are going to take this into their lives and uh, it's going to have meaning for them.
3: Well, I, I hope so. This is um, the entire title of that song is There Could Never Be Another Love For Me But You. And it even the song title even sounds like kind of a throwback, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, when we recorded it, my goal was just to, to make it sound and feel like something that was on that old Willie Nelson Stardust record, that a collection of those classic songs. And, and, uh, there's something that just, they re- the band really hit the mark and it was a beautiful recording. And, uh, uh, the violinist who came in and, uh, 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 and played violin he did such a remarkable job and built these tracks you know and made it sound so good and pretty remarkable
2: let's hear that song now another brand new song from my guest john barry there could never be another love for me but you here on in the country
1: From the first time that we kissed We both knew that was it And we fell in love like kids right from the start When we stood and said I do Deep inside I knew You would be forever Just how beautiful you are And I need you more each day So much more than words can say And I miss you every moment we're apart
2: that is country artist john barry brand new music there could never be another love for me but you is the full title uh, that's from an upcoming album called what i love the most you can uh, catch john's past tunes at itunes of course and john man it's so great to know that you've got new music out there are you excited john as, as you said you haven't stopped performing but to have an actual recorded recorded album out there for people to hear
3: yeah, to have a new album. We, the last album I did was uh, three and a half, four years ago, I think. Uh, it was a it was a gospel uh, kind of a Christian gospel slash bluegrassy kind of sounding record uh, called Real mm-hmm. Man, Real Life, Real God. That was then
2: four years ago,
3: almost four years ago. Wow! And uh, so to have a, have a have a brand new project that's coming out, and I'm real excited.
2: It's awesome. There are ten great songs in there. I know that our listeners are going to love that album when it is out there. And you know, you mentioned before about your shows up in Canada and, and hoping that you'll be back up here. I would love that. That would be great if somebody out there listening or you know someone somehow brings, uh, brings you up here to Canada for some more shows. All we need is a brave promoter and
3: off we go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: John, this has been such a pleasure. As I mentioned, I'm a huge fan, bought your albums uh, as they were coming out, listened to these songs on the radio, and uh, I just love your voice. It's been great chatting. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. My guest has been country artist John Barry. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?